Welcome back to another episode of uh, Grow With The Bros. I'm sitting here with Ryan and Ken Parsons. I'm usually on the other side of the camera, but I got invited over uh, to the to the front for the first time. So thank you guys for... Thank you. You're yeah. going to be for, uh, awesome. Makes it easier for us to have somebody interview yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what we're looking to do. So first off, if you've never listened to this podcast before, if you're a new listener, new to our brand, or coming back to learn for more... Uh, Ken and Ryan are the usual hosts of Grow With The Bros. Since we're going to be going deep into a topic that I know they're very familiar with, we wanted to pull as much information out of you guys. So I'm going to try to do exactly that. Uh, just pull as much info as I can Love out of it. you guys. We're in. Right. This episode is great because we're going to talk about grit. I know that's something you're both very familiar with. You guys are like the overnight success that took 20 years. Yeah. That, that quote, uh, which is pretty ridiculous. In the past year, we've grown, added so many locations, but it wasn't always like that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely no. not. I've been here for a little over a year now, but I haven't, I, I wasn't there to see what you guys went through. So that's exactly what we're going to touch on. But I found this quote and I, I thought it was interesting. Um, it's by Henry Ford. It's whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Absolutely. So just to start off, um, I just wanted to know what does grit mean to you? And Ken, we can start with you. Well, it seems like I've been eating grits for my whole life and I don't really <laughs> like grits. Uh, but um, no, the word grit uh, in this uh, context uh, is, uh, you know, somebody that never gives up. Uh, I think that's one of the famous speeches that Winston Churchill gave to a bunch of college kids. And, uh, that's what he said. And then he walked off the stage and, and that's really what grit is, is that no matter what you're doing in life, you can never give up. And there's been so many times throughout my life where I wanted to give up. Uh, but you know, something my dad said, uh, to us is when we were kids is that Parsons don't quit. And that was it. And that stuck with me, stuck with me every time that I felt like quitting, whether it was in sports or whatever I was doing in life, uh, maybe, you know, financial situations, uh, business, uh, all kinds of examples and stories that I could go into where, I mean, I've been dealing with having to have grit pretty much my whole life, right? Nothing came easy. I had to work my ass off, whether it was in sports growing up, even though I was an athlete, I had to still work harder. I wasn't like the kid that had the natural ability for the fastest guy or the uh, even the strongest guy. Uh, I had strength, but I had to go and I had to work my ass off. Um, and I had to have grit to do it, to achieve the, the, the things that uh, and the goals that I wanted to, um, and that's it. You know, grit is just a part of life for me and it always has been. And, um, I, I think a lot of people today, um, they, they don't have the opportunity to, to, um, feel that, uh, some people have it very easy out there and, uh, you know, and, 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 and that's, that's, you know, for me, um, I think success really comes and the more successful a person is, is the more grit that's thrown at them and the more that they have to have grit is, uh, uh you know, it, it, um, it not just defines who you are, but you know, it just pushes you to a limit that, um, when those kinds of things happen and then you get to the other side of it, um, and you look back and it's like, man, I can't believe I, I can't believe I made it through that. 
Um, but there's something inside of a person who has grit. Uh, and, uh, it's, and I think it really is, you just can't give up. And I think too many people today give up. Awesome. I may have just made up a quote while I was listening to that. Cause I'm thinking about so was my quote. it and, he, and he, <laughs> he took exactly what I said. It's, it's yeah. never giving up. Yeah. It's so here's my quote. I don't know if I made it up or not. When the, when the going gets tough, get tougher. Hmm. Like that's it. The people that have grit, everyone has obstacles in life, but most people quit. It's the craziest thing that most people, as soon as things get a little bit tough, they either go back to comfort or they quit and they do something else. And <clears throat> grit to me is, is just, you have a goal and nothing's going to stop you mm. and you continue to do it. And, uh, when you see grit, people that have grit, I mean, they're the people that lost 50 pounds and it's been 10 years and they kept it off. Yeah. Those are the people that win championships. Those are the people that um, they went further than anybody else anywhere else because there's only so far talent can take you. I know a lot of talented people and they're typically the ones that quit when things get tough because things come so easy to them Yeah. that as soon as they have their biggest mm. obstacle, they're like, oh, it's not so easy anymore. The people that actually become the best at things, they're the ones that work harder than everybody else. They're the ones that get up the most. You know, they get knocked down and they get up again. That's a song. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. it, you know, that's what we need. That's what we're looking for. That's what we want in employees. That's what we want in ourselves. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you. I mean, we'll get into it, but shoot, man, if anyone should have quit, should have been us. Yeah, there's at any a, given time. Uh, in in kind of my research, like before this, I was looking into Angela Duckworth's uh, book Grit, um, and I remember at a conference, uh, uh, Brian Nolan spoke yeah. about that at the end of it. Um, there's this quote in there that says, uh, "If talent counts once, effort counts twice." Absolutely. Uh, getting to know a little bit more about you guys is like a moment in your life that you had to overcome a challenge, mm -hmm. and you know where you face something and you had to overcome it. And you had to stick with it, even though you, you know, maybe you weren't talented at it. But um, yeah, and uh, Ken, we can start with you again. Yeah, a moment in my career. There's so many moments. Uh, but as far as uh, business, I'll, I'll talk about a business one. Um, and, and a lot of people know our story when it comes to our construction debacle. We tell that story a lot. But the thing that we don't tell uh, is the personal side of it and how it was really affecting us personally in our personal lives. Um, as far as all around in my personal life, I, I made an investment in a, uh, if you've ever seen the money, money pit by uh, Tom Hanks, yep. Shelley Long. it's an old movie, but they basically bought this old house and it was just, you know, everything was falling apart all around them. And, uh, and that's kind of how, how my first house was. And, um, you know, being partners and being in, young in business and, 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 and there was a struggle. And then when that construction thing hit and we were, we were making some money and, um, and then, then 2007 and a half hit. And I'm telling you, we were literally living in our house by 2009, which was a money pit. It had single pane windows. Uh, the boiler was broken in it. I couldn't, uh, there was times we didn't have hot water. Um, there was times then we were super cold in the house because the heat wasn't on. Um, I fell behind on mortgage payments. 
because I overextended myself on a subprime mortgage loan, which at the time when I was young and stupid, I invested in. And uh, if you saw the big short, you, you can know the whole story behind that. Uh, so I super overextended and um, I, we were barely gas. We, we could barely breathe. I mean, it, every, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Uh, pump breaking, boilers breaking. I mean, everything's breaking. Cars. I was driving around this crappy car. It was uh, a Honda two door that had rust on it. I remember going to an estimate in it, and 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 a guy. I had the estimate. I knew I had it. And then he came out, and I didn't want to come out because I didn't want to see what. But he came out and he looked my car over, and I knew right then and there that I lost that job because he judged me on the car, not on who I was and who I was becoming. And um, that was a really tough time. It was a tough time personally, financially. And I was doing other things to try and figure it out. I was I was into a multi-level marketing thing because I was trying to do everything I could to salvage my personal life and my family and, and provide. And uh, we were up against it, man. Like if anybody had a, a, a reason to quit and go bankrupt and say, screw this, go back to teaching, I did. Everything was going wrong. And Ryan was there to witness it all. Um, and uh, he was a little bit better <laughs> off than I was because he just had a, he had a good deal that he went into with a, with building a house and stuff. So and I didn't have but, kids yet, and he didn't have kids yet, and I already had two and one on the way, probably. Right. Yeah. Uh, so you know, it was really brutal, brutal, and um, we didn't we didn't get we. I mean, we couldn't even buy stuff for each other, or anything for years. It it was pretty miserable um, uh, that time, and. Uh, the only thing that got us through was grit and uh, just knowing that I could, I knew that I could work myself out of it at some point if I could just get yeah. a hand up Yeah. and the hand up was from myself. I really had to, I learned a lot of stuff uh, through that um, failing forward, right? I was reading books like crazy. I would literally fall asleep with headphones on my ears at night, listening to motivational people speak just into, into my head. That's how hungry I was to get out of my financial debacle that I was in. And I didn't have anybody to show me the way out of it, except for what I heard on those CDs, uh, and what I read in the books that they were recommending. And I was slowly implementing those things into my life. And, uh, uh and that, and that was a time in my life that, uh, from 2008, nine and all the way to 2010, uh, I remember Ryan and I finally sitting down and saying, this is it. This is the last straw. You know, what are we going to do? We're not making money doing this. We have two options. We either figure this out, and it was winter. I remember it was winter because in winter, you, we didn't make any money in the winter. Winter sucked <laughs> for a long time. Um, and uh, it's like winter is coming, like from Game of Thrones. Yeah, That's how yeah, it yeah. felt, like that dismal. Um, <laughs> the White Walkers were coming after me. Um, but, yeah, um, it was it was bad. And um I remember sitting down and saying, hey, we either make this thing work or we get rid of everybody and we, we me and you go on a truck and we'll just smash gutters in the face for the next five years, sock away a bunch of money. You go your way. I go my way. Because after five years of doing that to our bodies yeah. and at the age that we were at, it was like, you know, we could go one way or the other. And uh, we decided, you know what? 
let's go the other way. Let's give it all that we got. We hired a business coach. And then that was the turning point. Finally having somebody in our life to be able to mentor us and uh, get give us the business acumen that we needed. And at that point, that was the, the, the numbers and the data is what the piece that we're meeting. As far as working hard, as far as grit and, and powering through and working hard, we had all those things. We just needed to know mm-hmm. our numbers. And then from there, we were able to start uh, working on the business instead of in it and start creating systems to leverage it, us out of that hole that right. we had uh, ended up in. Yeah. And and just just for the listeners, because um, I was wondering this too, Like I don't think everybody... You know, people who end up in situations where they need grit um, don't often don't start there all the time. Right. So like before, right before this was the business doing doing well to a point like uh, the years before, like leading up to it was um, because you started in in ninety nine. Yeah. So when I started in ninety nine and I started my own business, it was very much a self-employed man, uh, um, a self-employed model where it was just me. I would go out, I would grab some people that I knew to help me. Sometimes it was Ryan, sometimes it was some other people And when I had a really tough job. But most of the work I was doing myself. And um, I wasn't doing it <laughs> at, at the right price. Uh, but I still had some cash right. in my pocket, right? right. Uh, and I was able to save up enough money to put a 20% down payment on my first house. Mm-hmm. And, and things were looking good. But I didn't have the financial IQ beyond that. Like. Yeah. I didn't know what to do next. So, and that's how I ended up in the position that I was in, you know, getting into an investment property, subprime mortgage. And then it was a perfect storm with the recession. Right. Uh, the business was doing well enough that it was paying Ryan and I, even though I took a big, I took a big pay cut, yeah. probably a half a pay cut to take Ryan on mm-hmm. as a partner. And, but I had, I was a visionary. Right. And I said, you know what? I always wanted to work with him. And you know what? This is an opportunity for us to put our heads together. There was no thoughts of franchising at the time. Yeah. I just knew that we always built stuff, whether it was a sandcastles on the beach or blocks in the basement of our, 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 our house growing up or GI Joe's in the attic. <laughs> you know, it was always building stuff. And uh, I always remembered my, I look back at our childhood and our relationship was always a good one because we were always building stuff together, and I really wanted that. So I was—I took a big pay cut. Uh, he took a pay increase <laughs> from what he was starting because he was in the startup. But he'll tell his side of it. And then, uh, you know, it, it was slow going from there um, because we didn't know how to go from one truck to two trucks. Even though we did go to two trucks, um, we didn't have the 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 financial IQ and the business acumen to know our numbers in a way that knowing what we needed to charge to be able to make a certain amount after paying for cost of goods and having gross profit and enough to pay for overhead. And then, you know, leave some left over for us to cut just like if if it it felt felt good, right. Uh, But it felt good because feeling good back then was how we doing, Ryan? Uh, (laughs) We're doing pretty good. There's this much money in the checking account. I said, all right, good. You know, we're going to, we're going to get payroll paid this week, you know? Uh, And then we did that all the way through the mid two thousands, right up to 2007 and a half when the writing was on the wall. That's kind of how we ran our business. Uh, It was based on what was in the checking account. 
Sure. You know, uh, pay everybody first. And we always took care of our employees. And uh, then we paid ourselves last. Uh, that was kind of how we ran it. My grit mirror, especially in that scenario, it's it's mirror. Right. You know, the, the only difference is I went longer without a paycheck because like he said, I had a lower cost of living. Mm. So as we were going into that, I remember going, I think I went 11 weeks before I told him we're out of money. Yeah, he kept it a secret from me. Yeah, I kept trying yeah. to fix it. And I, I didn't take a check for 11 weeks while he was getting one because I knew yeah. he needed it. And then, you know, and so everything blew up the same at the same time. And um, yeah, and I'm just, as I'm listening to, to Ken, I mean, grit equals sacrifice. Right. So like grit is not a one-time event. You don't, you're, you're not going to um, start a business or get a job and go, oh, this is that one time I'm going to need grit. And then you, you know, grit and bear it, grin and bear it, whatever you do yeah. for a couple of days. It is something that, you know, he, he endured, you know, grit was coming out of teaching and doing something uncomfortable. Grit was going on his own for the first time. Grit was taking a pay cut so that I could come on. And when he says I got a pay increase, yeah, I went from like $10. Actually, I went from zero pay to $10 an hour. You know, it was like, so it was like, there is grit through anything you want to accomplish. There's days and weeks that everything goes perfect. And there's days where the machine breaks, the car crashes, two guys quit, and you're back out on a truck. Like everything's going right and then it goes wrong. So grit is like, it, it isn't something that you can hone into once. It really, it starts at childhood. And I was yeah. thinking back, I'll tell a quick personal story, but I am, like, he's a good athlete. He's a more gifted athlete than I am at anything out the gate. Everything I've always worked for. I wrestled for almost three years before I won a match. Mm -hmm. In sixth grade, I got destroyed. I cried. You know, I did not know what was happening. But for some reason, I went in seventh grade and I wrestled. I did not <laughs> win a match. Yeah. In eighth grade, I think it was ninth grade, I finally won a wrestling match to the point that the coach talked to my dad. He's like, I don't think Ryan's cut out for wrestling. And he's like, you know, it's not up to you. It's like, if he wants to wrestle, yeah. he's going to wrestle. Yeah. And it was crazy. It was by my second um, freshman year of high school <laughs> that it like clicked. Right. Like my body finally like caught up and I was building muscle. And just like my brother, I had to work out at practice, and then I'd go put in another hour or two working out at home. And while all my friends were steadily getting better, they're like, how are you so big? Like, what are you doing? Because I was seeing 10x results because right. I worked 10 times harder, but that was grit. I'm looking back on it. So I had that as a kid, you know, whether it was that or other things, but that's kind of like my earliest memory of like, holy cow, like I just didn't quit. It just wasn't an option. It's like, well, all right, wrestling season. And everyone else is like, you yeah. sure, Ryan? I'm like, why? Why wouldn't I? It's like, because you suck. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, grit's not a one-time event and grit is sacrifice. But the goal, if you've got a goal in mind, I ended up becoming all county, uh, won the division, and I was the captain of the wrestling team. I wasn't state champ or anything like that. But my gosh, if, if, you, if you asked anybody, you know, from the time I was in sixth grade to 10th grade, they would have like, this kid will never be. He'll he may win a match. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think yeah, that's grit. That's that's it happens early. Um, yeah, and it I, does. It happens early. I have uh, two more quotes on that one, um, but one I found was enthusiasm is common, but endurance is rare. Absolutely. Uh, and and uh, the other one is uh, living life like it's a marathon. And yeah, not a sprint. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's good too. I, I think 
I'm a quote guy, so I look, I had a lot of quotes all the time, but they're like coming back. And like, obviously the reason that people talk about things like that is because they've gone through it. So they can put it kind of like when you said, when things get tough, get get Tougher. tougher. I was wondering how important is it to align yourself with things that are like deliberately going to make you better. So well, you have to be willing to do whatever it takes. And that takes sacrifice. Sacrifice is one of the things that you need to get you through, uh, and to get, give you the, the, the grit you need to get through. You know, I had to sacrifice a lot. Ryan had to sacrifice a lot. Um, our families had to sacrifice a lot. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, that's, that's a tough thing for people to, to stomach sometimes. Uh, but the more that you're willing to sacrifice, the greater the return will be on the other side of that. And, um, that's, that's something that is always been, it's a part of who you are too. Uh, and I think grit is a part of who a person is too early on, like Ryan said, uh, cause not everybody has it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not everybody has grit. Uh, I'm the type of personality that I'm going to figure it out or I'm going to die trying. Nobody's going to tell me that I can't do something because that just fuels me to just say, you know what, I'm going to let my success and my stubbornness, my grit, my sacrifice is going to, and that success is going to speak to your negative comment or whatever. And, and that's how I prove people wrong is I'm going to do whatever it takes within my willpower to make that person statement be irrelevant. I'm not going to let that have power over me. Um, so I think that's it. And, and, uh, you know, grit is sacrifice. You have to be willing to do what other people are not willing to do. Um, uh, and that's, I've learned that from a young age when I was working around the property when I was working out for sports. Um, I wasn't a partier. Um, I didn't go to parties. I didn't drink. I didn't do all the other things that the guys that were on the football team did. I didn't hang out with those guys uh, outside of school and outside of the field or outside of the wrestling room. And I was running, I was doing my pushups and sit-ups. I was dieting and, and making my weight. I was doing all the, th- I was wrestling all year round instead of just at the season, I wrestled every weekend. Uh, and I went to practices wherever I could go. And, um, and that's it. I just had this mentality of that. Um, if I want to be great, I gotta have, I gotta sacrifice and I gotta have that grit. Um, grit wasn't really a, uh, a popular word back then, but you know, that willpower, that can do attitude, whatever you want to call it. Uh, one of my mottos when I was younger was, well, everybody's, playing, I'm going to be working. Um, and that, that's it. And, uh, and I just, that was my thing. Um, and then when I came back from football to football camp for double sessions, everybody's puking their brains out and I'm running laps around them. Yeah. Uh, and they would get pissed off. Yeah. They were pissed. Parsons slow down <laughs> nope. for what, 
You know, yeah. I want to be, uh, you know, I want to be in the section bowl game that, you know, pretty much John Jay pretty much sucked at football um, most of the time and, you know, every year. And even before I, I was there, I don't even know if they ever went to, they did go to a bowl game later on after I graduated. I mean, but the best our team ever did was six and five, I think our senior year. And we lost some games that we shouldn't have. Uh, but that's because everybody on the team didn't have grit and you yeah. can't tolerate that in business. Yeah. You can't tolerate people on your team that aren't going to have grit. And if you don't have grit and you're starting a business, how can you expect people that you hire to have grit when they need to? Uh, so I think that um, that's super important for success is people got to have it. And if you don't have it, don't open a business. How do you inspire grit? And I know, and, and Ken, maybe you could touch on yeah. this later because you were talking about how earlier today you were talking about how in order to um, reflect the best in others, you have to be the become the best version of yourself first. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, I think the best way to instill it is to show it. Mm. You know, someone's got to see it. They've yeah. got to see see it. And, and I, I can't help but think of kids. Yeah. You know, because it, it does start early. If it starts late, it's going to be harder. But, you know, I think the people that saw what we went through, that were with us at the time... Angelo, a couple other people, Jimmy, yeah. Peter, Job, there was a bunch of guys, they saw what we sacrificed. And they'll remember that. And as they started their own businesses or new positions, I believe that means something to them. And they know what it takes to get to the other side. Mm -hmm. So I really do believe you, ha you, you got to be around people that have it and hopefully can rub off if you didn't have it previously. Yeah. Yeah. I love that example. Uh, we had a um, a leadership kind of training the other day here, yeah. um, which was awesome with, with Jim Brady, who's one of our coaches. We were talking about Kaizen, which is the continuous growth, the right. continuous change uh, to like towards improvement. Tiny bits of improvement yeah, every day. Tiny bits of improvement. And uh, you brought up, this is a shout out to one of our franchisees, but you brought up Peter Wando's story. Yeah. Um, could you talk about that a little bit? This is awesome. Um, so... Peter Awando worked for us for years. He, he had a master's degree hanging gutter. You know, I mean, like a real master's degree, but he was hanging gutter in the process yeah. and earning his degree. Um, talk about a guy that had goals and worked and did this. And we just couldn't grow the company fast enough for him to move into a position that kind of suited what he was growing into. Yeah. And so he left and he got a job doing something in management, which was great. And he always said, I'll be back. And, uh, came full circle and he bought a franchise, um, which was great. And uh, everything's good, everything's going well. He gets out, he's like, I'm gonna do all the sales. Great. His first month, he had a 10% close rate. I just looked at this too the other day to remind myself, he sold one job, I believe for $1,400. So his first month in business, $1,400. Yeah. Yeah, we were like, Peter, hire a solutionist. And he's like, I know. He's like, yes, I will. I, I know, right? I got it. <laughs> uh, you know, Peter, he's got this sing-songy voice. It's great. Um, second month, his close rate went up, but his dollar sold. I remember, I, I, I don't want to misquote, but I think he looked at $64,000 worth of work yeah. and sold 10000 Wow. It was like, dude, get a salesperson. And as we're coaching him the best we can and trying to tell him like, like this is, this is, I mean, this could jeopardize you actually getting off the ground. Yeah. And then all of a sudden his, it went up and, but, and I'd say by month four or five, he's now one of the top people in the organization, not only in close rate, but dollars sold. 
So if he looked at 100,000, he sold like 50 or 60,000 and average sale. And I'm like, Peter, what the heck happened? Did you hire a salesperson? He goes, no. And I'm like, well. Yeah, I didn't tell you guys. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, was, it really was such a drastic yeah. turnaround. And I, I'll be honest. I didn't think he had it. Yeah. Because even when he installed here, his AWOs, which are additional work orders, like yep. when the guy's upselling the job, he was one of the lowest and he tried the most. He, he, had did, the, he didn't have it. He didn't. He, he didn't, he didn't have, have, it. have it. Yeah. But he had grit. But that's it. And that's that what we're getting to. Maker. And here's, yeah. here's what I found out. He didn't complain. He didn't say, oh, I need more leads or, you know, this is a tough racket or whatever. Turns out he did what my brother did. He went to bed with headphones on his... Every time he was in the car, he was listening to a podcast. He was reading books. He was calling franchisees who were winning. So outside of our... We have great support. Mm -hmm. We've got great training. But that wasn't enough for a 10% close rate. So he went out and he did what is the impossible. He went out and said... He didn't hear me and Ken. Ken and I knew he sucked at sales. Mm -hmm. Ken and I... You know, we're like, you know, if he keeps selling, they're going to be in trouble. He doesn't but, even fit the right profile for it. Yeah. He, he's a high C personality, very calculated, detail-oriented yeah. guy, you know, a little bit introverted, uh, kind of, uh, you know, he just didn't fit the profile of what we're looking for in yep. a salesperson. Um, but he I, proved us wrong. He had grit. Even yeah. though we were telling him, you better get a salesperson, he was trying. It wasn't because he wasn't listening. He was trying to interview for it. Right. And it just wasn't yeah. working out. But in the meantime, he didn't say, okay, I guess I need a salesperson. I'm going to suck until I get one. He's like, no, I am going to be awesome at this. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's it. I love that example of grit because he did not accept the results and he worked hard to uh, change it. And he literally became one of the best, if not the best salesperson in the system at that time while he wore that hat. So yeah, that, that story with Peter is, it's, it's super inspiring because it's, you know, I feel like if someone's in that position right now where they're, trying to find out if they have the grit, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's ingrained in you having that, uh, you know, being an athlete, being that wrestler, like sticking to it from sixth grade to 10th grade and not, not, not winning a match. Yeah. Most, most people would probably give up yeah. or try something else. Yeah. You know, Ken, the other day you were talking about, uh, your learning process when it comes to defining learning and doing. So if a person doesn't feel like they have grit, how do you build grit when it comes to, you know, personal development, personal growth, wanting to be that better leader that, you know, you want to be? Yeah, I think it really has to do with asking yourself the question of why you're doing what you're doing. And uh, where do you see yourself? I think uh, too many people get stuck in the day to day, and they lose sight of what it is that they were really passionate about. And I think it happens at a very young age in this country, because in this country, I feel like we do not do a good job of cultivating that in our, in our um, young men and, and young women in this country. Uh, and, and a lot of them flounder, especially with some of the most productive years of their life. They're floundering. They're going and getting information that doesn't lead to them going in a direction of what they could be passionate about or what their strengths and talents lie in. And um, they, people get beat down and defeated after a while, and they just settle. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to come out of that mentality once you're in that kind of a mindset uh, of settling. You don't want to sacrifice. You just say, well, this is just how life is. This is how my parents did or my brother and sister or, or my friends. They're all, you know, they're all just meandering through life, paying bills, having little glimpses of 
play time or rest or a vacation here and there or a little road trip here and there to constantly, you know, in this country, we're constantly like entertaining ourselves, whether it's through, you know, technology or whatever, go shopping, I'll feel better. You know, it's people do things to uh, distract themselves from their why. And uh, I think getting back to that is where, where it starts. And then finding what you're passionate about and why you want to do it and creating that vision for yourself, whether you write that down or not, on a piece of paper or what, you got to have something to get yourself back on track so you don't live a life of mediocrity. Mm -hmm. Because the bottom line, I feel, is that every single person has greatness within them and can do great things and has great talents and abilities. Uh, it's just a matter of figuring out what it is that you're meant to do do on this planet and why you're meant to do it and then focus on that and that's where the define learn do comes into play define what it is that i want my why learn from somebody who's already gone down the path of doing it like ryan and i did we found a coach to help us we you know books i kept reading books standing on the shoulder of giants that have gone the way before me and learning from them because i didn't have mentors in my life so the books became my mentors right and then having the internal changes take place inside of yourself to get the external results but that takes a lot of work People don't want to work today. That's why we have such a problem in this country with hiring right now. Because people are sitting at home wasting their time on these things right here. And watching other people who are living life and watching their lives. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's like the Truman Show. Yeah. Um, so, you know, getting out of that grind is, and that mindset is the start. And now I have to learn from somebody. And now I got to go out and do the do of the do. You know, when the rubber meets the road and you sign on that dotted line and you go out there, it's tough. Right. Just because we've paved the road, you're still going to experience some of the pain and suffering that Ryan and Ken Parsons had to go through. Because at the end of the day, I still have to build a team of people that are going to buy into the vision of what Brothers Gutters is all about. And then I need to perpetuate that vision to them, disseminate that information to them. I'm going to have to sacrifice my time for those people in order for me to get money. You know, Robert Kiyosaki says it really great in the cash flow quadrant. When you're going in from the, 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 the left side of the quadrant, where 95% of the money, 95% uh, uh, of people are making 5% of the money. And then you go to the right side of the quadrant where 5% five, uh, 5 of the people are making 95% of the money. There's no difference. We all have the same amount of time during the day. Right. We all bleed the same. We all have the same born, with the, born into this world of imperfection. But what are you going to do with your time? And, and, and somebody who has a mindset of grit, they're going to they're gonna understand the change that they have to create within this brain and do what it needs to do to get to that side of the quadrant. And guess what? It's going to take a lot of grit to change your, your thought process because in this country, we don't teach our children how to have grit anymore. Nope. Very few people. And, and that's a problem because that's the, that's when that happens in a country and I'm a history uh, guy, that's when you see the downfall of a society is that's when it's on its brink of uh, uh, when people are, are become soft and they don't have that can do attitude that never give up attitude. And, um, 
so the opposite of define, learn, do is we have to look at that side of it. Why right. are we in the position that we are in this country today? Is because we're told to do the opposite. We're told to do this, learn that, and that'll define the rest of your life, right? And that's what people are doing for the most part. And people, and, and that same philosophy or thought process, mindset, whatever you want to call it, education, uh, that has been perpetuating itself for decades in this country. And that's why we're sitting at this moment right now in time where business owners can't find good help. I just can't find good help. You know why? Because for decades, people have been doing, learning, and defining, not defining, learning, and doing from people. And that's got to change. And that's what Brothers Gutters is all about. We're going to teach you. This. If you're going to work in the field, we've already got it defined for you. Right. It's, it's the skills ladder program. Mm -hmm. And if you have grit, if you have the desire and the hunger to go up that ladder, you learn what's in that skills ladder program, we're going to test your proficiency to see that if you're worthy from going yeah. from this to that because you earned it to deserve it, and then you're going to do it. And then we're going to continue to reevaluate that until we get you to the place that you envisioned for yourself when you saw that skills ladder program to help you get to where you want professionally in this, in this company and to help you to get to where you want to be personally. Right. And Ryan, you're, you're a great example of that because you came from the graphic design industry mm -hmm. and, uh, I know that, you know, I'm sure gutters wasn't your first love, <laughs> you know, I always wanted to do that since I was yeah. a child. Yeah. But, but, um, you know, you talk a lot about how, you know, it's gutters. It's not, it's not like it's the first thing you wake up in the morning, mm -hmm. uh, thinking about, but it's the vehicle to, yeah. that you're using Absolutely. to get, um, could you touch a little bit on, on that? Because I, I know, you know, the I think you know a lot of people talk about the culture. We we actually just recently won a top 100 franchise culture award, which is pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, that was I'm, cool. I'm sure you guys are proud of that. I'm I'm I'm, I'm happy because I get to experience it firsthand. When it comes to it being the vehicle, mm -hmm. um, how do you see that? Like in in terms from like a mentorship perspective, when somebody tells you that you know what what I really want is this, mm -hmm. you how do you get? from here to there without obviously, you know, feeling like this is all it is. Cause I, I know, I know, um, you know, when you're, when we first started talking, you know, you were talking about how you were, Ken, you were driving, diving into like other, other construction things and other things, trying to figure out another way. But ultimately I, th from what it sounds like and what I hear, you know, reading and reading more books, um, start with why by Simon Sinek is a great book. Mm -hmm. You know, your why is, is, is one thing, you know, typically it's, it's like, you know, it can revolve around many things, but you have your goal yeah, and you're trying to get there somehow. Yep. So Ryan, what's your, what's your kind of outlook on, um, on using, you know, what, what we have as a vehicle yeah. or just anything else that you want to do? Yeah. So What's really cool is that as I think back, like before I even got married, mm -hmm. my wife, she had some goals. She said, I know I want to be a stay-at-home mom, and I know that I'm going to homeschool. Mm -hmm. So, And then we got really great advice from an older couple. Uh, right before we got married, they said, Ryan, always live on your income. Right? Make all your financial decisions based on only your income, and knowing that my wife, as soon as we had a child... She was going to quit her job and be a stay-at-home mom. So that was really helpful early on that uh, I knew that whatever I did, I had to provide for our 
family, future family, off of only my income. So when we rented our first apartment, we based it on what I could afford, not our combined income. So from day one, just defining, actually just my wife having more of a better idea of what she wanted to do, Hmm. I didn't. It kind of continued to evolve over time. But as things evolved, I knew... That's, that's what my wife wanted. That's what I wanted too for my kids. I wanted, you know, I love that she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I love that she wanted to homeschool them. And then my vision grew to, you know what? I would love to someday have a, 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 some property and a lake. A house on a lake would be awesome and some property for my kids to grow up on and, and ride four-wheelers and do those types of things. So that was kind of like the end goal. Um, and then to have time and money as far as like, all right, so I want to be able to enjoy that property. I don't want to go once a year. Right. I want to be able to enjoy it and not have whatever I'm doing dragging me into it where I can't do it. So having a few goals like that, it, it's so funny that, um, you know, there's a lot of people that know me, but they don't know what I do. They don't know the size of the business. There's people at church that think my brother and I go out and install and clean gutters every day. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I knew exactly. No, what. You didn't know. Um, <laughs> and that's cool. Um, but what was what's so funny is I don't think yeah. of gutters when I think of what I do. Right. I think of the mentorship. I think of the franchising. I think of the technology we're trying to do, the LMS. Like It's so funny that I, I forget sometimes that actually the core of our business is putting gutters on people's homes. Right. So yes, this is a vehicle to fulfill my wife's vision for what she wanted for herself and our family. And it's become a, 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 a vehicle to fulfill what I want for my life and family. And a lot has evolved over time. And especially I'd say the biggest why now is like, holy cow, we figured out how to do it for ourselves. I love teaching others. So now it's like, holy cow, if I can take somebody who has a why, I want this for my future and they're and i'm like well gutters could be the vehicle to get you there and kind of like if they've defined what they want to do like ken said now they just got to learn like here's our system and how to do it and now they got to go do it Hmm. and that from when they define it to when they actually take the plunge that's how we know if they have grit right it's one thing to want something it's another thing to actually achieve it and that's where the grit comes in one of my favorite books it's a real small quick read it's called The Parable of the Pipeline, written by Burke Hedges. And if somebody is trying to find a way to get grit, it's probably one of the best books that you can read. Because in the parable, it talks about how this guy and these two guys are, 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 are working together. And they carry buckets of water back and forth from the, the pond or whatever yeah. to the village. And they dump it in the cistern so everybody has water. And... Uh, and all the villagers know them that, you know, these are the bucket carrying water guys. And um, they would talk back and forth. And eventually one of the guys got this idea and he was going to build and start building a pipe that went from the pond to the village into the tank. Um, and his, he got a lot of, a lot of negative feedback from people right. saying, what are you going to waste your time doing that after work? Work is over. Why don't you come drink, have a beer down here with the bar with all the guys and everything instead of building that stupid pipe or whatever the heck you're doing. And, you know, make a long story short, you know, years went by and this guy literally his pipe every day, he'd be working on his pipe and carrying buckets during the day. And, and 
Carrying buckets, like five-gallon buckets of water sucks. If you've ever carried, like, yeah. concrete or water in a oh, bucket, yeah. it's heavy work. Imagine doing that all day. And then, then after yeah. you're done doing that eight hours a day, can you imagine taking time to figure out building a pipe that you've never, ever had any experience or mentorship yeah. doing? Well, that's what it's like building a business right. for us. That's what it was yeah. like. And the part that's so gratifying is, is that, even though you have the naysayers along the way that you can't do this, you can't do two trucks, you can't, you know, get three trucks, you can't get five trucks, you can't franchise this business, it's not possible. You get all these things happening, but the grit is what keeps you going. And that book, the guy finally finishes his pipeline and he invites his buddy down to say, here, I want you to touch this lever. And he says, okay, and reluctantly he touches lever, now push it. And then he hears this big noise and this whoosh sound where this water's flowing. And he's just like, what's going on here? Because he has no idea. He's never built a pipeline before. And yeah, there's some leaks and some things that in the pipe because it's the first one that the guy built. But at the end of the day, his friend said to him, and they go up and they look at the cistern and it was full. And he looks at his friend. He says, you just put me out of a job. <laughs> right? And, but the guy says to him, listen, listen up. I'm going to do something even better for you. We're going to go and to build pipelines in towns all across our country. And we're going to, I'm going to teach you how to do it. And we're going to get better and better at building pipelines mm -hmm. as we go. And we're going to teach others for it. And that's what brothers gutters is about. Brothers gutters is taking vehicle of gutters, product and service, putting it through communities all across the country. And Ryan and I have sacrificed you know, we traded the time for money with the bucket carrying yeah. and going out in the field and smashing gutters in the face and smashing our fingers along the way, too, and everything else. And all the cuts and bruises, the blood, sweat, and tears is finally paid off in the franchise business model. And now we're teaching other people how to build that pipeline as well. Uh, and that's it. You, you know, and, and you're going to have to have grit to do it, even though you can do it way faster than us because of we're helping you build it and we're alongside of you. And that's what all the great people that are part of the franchise or company do is help support. Right. And, uh, and give them, um, the support that they need to be successful. So, um, that's something that, um, I yeah. think is good. It's like, uh, we made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. It's true. <laughs> like really like, uh, you know, any anything that I hear a franchisee is going through is not new. Mm. I'm not like what? Yeah, that, you mean someone quit after one day? That's never <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> what? You somebody backed into the truck? They they backed the truck into a house? What? They didn't lock the doors of the trucks? Are you uh, kidding me? Yeah. they left their lunch inside yeah. the truck, and now there's a bunch of flies and it stinks in there. <laughs> I have I mean, yet to be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it is. It stinks. It's like you know. We don't want our kids to go through stuff that, uh, through hard times. You know, we do the best we can. And the same thing with our franchisees. But there's nothing that we can do that's going to protect them from some of the real things that happen in business. Yeah. Like one of the guys that I really like and uh, like to follow is Jocko Willink, who wrote Extreme Ownership. Mm -hmm. And every time somebody comes to him with a problem that he's coaching, he says, good. I like that. And I like it too, because it's super simple. Because yeah. people's reaction to that typically that don't have grit is like, what do you mean it's good? It's horrible. What am I going to do? And he's like, well, 
you're going to solve the problem and it's going to make your business better and you better as a person. That's why it's good. Yeah. If you don't have that in your life, that, that, uh, that, that those problems, especially the unforeseen ones, then you don't learn. And if you don't learn, you don't get to the, you don't get to have success. And, and the reason why people don't have success is because they don't want to go through the pain of what it takes to learn to solve the problems in their life. And that's a choice. Yeah. So at the end of the day, do I want to choose to have grit or I don't choose to have grit? Yeah. That's a personal choice. Absolutely. And I, I think everybody can choose to have grit, but not everybody does. Yeah. It's cool to see those things from the outside. Um, I, I want, I wanted to know like what moments you, you've had that, you know, you've, you can look back on now, you know, and realize like, wow, that was a, a key moment that brought us so far, so much far, like further forward, um, that we didn't realize then kind of like uh, when I was thinking about when you're telling that story about the pipeline, you know, that guy was probably realizing that there's, there's probably a better way to do this than walking around. You know, it, it's funny, like my, yeah, my family has a roofing company. So we were, you mentioned shingles before, like, uh, we, I was on a job with my dad, um, and we're like hauling up shingles and there's a forklift there. <laughs> You probably know where yeah, this was. I know exactly but where But like, is. yeah, we, uh, you know, there's a forklift there, but we don't have the keys to use it. <laughs> so we're, normally we're, in them. we're all in shingles. But then <laughs> once that came, it's like, you know, you know, it just progressed so, so much further than what you had to. And I feel, you know, it, it's definitely inspiring for us because I can't, I think it's hard to, sometimes to ima- imagine what, those moments were like until mm. you know years later when you look back on it which is it's pretty amazing now because like i come in here and i i tell everybody it's like i, I learned more i'm learning and have learned so much more in the day-to-day here than i did in my entire college experience wow when it came when it comes to marketing and we didn't even charge you we actually pay you <laughs> that's yeah, it, amazing it, it no it, it, it is pretty crazy 100%. so so what's yeah what was a moment um that you can remember where you look back on now mm-hmm. and you're like, that was a pivotal moment um, that with, maybe with it or without it, you know, I wouldn't have gone to where I was now. I would say the pivotal moment is when we almost lost it all. Like where we could, if we, if we were more educated, we would have known how to read a balance sheet and say, we should close this thing. <laughs> and, and, and sorry, I'm going to digress for a second. Um, I think one of the things that um, has really helped us be successful is we don't look around every corner. We don't overanalyze, you know, paralysis by analysis. So we just jump in sometimes. We have an idea and we're like, okay. And we don't realize it's impossible until after we've achieved it. And I think that's a really important thing is sometimes people that don't do anything and they said, I always wanted to do that. Yeah, I looked into that, but did you know that there could be a recession in two years? Like, ah, so I didn't, it's like some people live their whole life and never just jump in. And that's been big. But I think that was the, the, the turning point for us was closing construction and realizing that we're the brothers that just do gutters and committing to the one thing. I know you're reading that book right now, but that one thing, and uh, I believe it was in that book that it it talks about it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at something. And that's why in some uh, cultures, um, they have a child learn an instrument and they 
practice it X amount of time a week until they're 18. And then that typically gives them 10,000 hours. And now they're a master of that musician. Mm. Uh, business is the same way. You know, the more you dilute what you're doing and your attention. So if you're doing an okay job at work and you might play over here, or do a little bit of this, you're diluting all your efforts. The only reason I think we are where we are is because we failed um, or learned. You know, I don't, I heard a quote recently. I don't know why I never heard it. I love it. It's like, I never fail. I either win or learn. Mm. And I love that. Good. So that was the pivotal, pivotal yeah. point. We learned, we, yeah. we learned a lot. We refocused, we had it surrounded. It took a business coach to go, you guys have an actual, a great business model. I'm like, what we do? <laughs> I didn't know your yeah. gross profit is great. What? What's gross profit? I mean, literally like yeah. it, it was crazy it how three years just to learn how to read that stupid P and L yeah. for me. Would a, I, was, would a, I was PL illiterate. Would a blind the, the shoebox wasn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. the shoebox shoe was great. great. Those yeah. were simpler times, man. I, I paid, loved it. unpaid. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there? So I would say our the only reason we're here is because we we failed. We failed at construction. We realized that the only way we're going to get out of it is by concentrating on gutter, and the only way we're going to actually achieve our goals is by systematizing our entire business. If it's the Ken and Ryan show, yeah, Ken might still be installing or doing sales and I might be still doing sales. Like we would be so involved in our business, we would have never been able to step outside enough to grow a franchise, to be where we are now, to have people like you here learning, growing, and eventually doing bigger and better things than probably we're, we're doing. And so, that's what we need, though. We need more people to take the leap of faith, to step out of their comfort zone, and to... to uh, Go after their why. Yes. Because when you do that and you, you do that, you create opportunity, not just for yourself, but all the people that are impacted because you stepped out of your comfort zone to do it and that you bring along the way, like the guy in the parable of the pipeline or, or, or people that do that, the, the amount of lives that you can change. And it, it's incredible. The hundreds and hundreds of lives now if I ever listened to the person that told me that you don't want to go to two trucks in this business, or you, you don't want to go to the third one and you yeah. definitely don't want to franchise it. If I had listened to them, we wouldn't be sitting here talking like this on a grow with the bros podcast. And this information is going to go out to somebody that needs this, right. that needs to hear this. And that would have never happened if we didn't make the choices that we made and had the grit. And, and that's what we need. We need more people to have grit in this country because that's what's killing the country is that people are soft. Yep. And the advice that we're getting from our parents, our teachers, people that really feel like they're giving us good advice when you're like, hey, I, I want to go and do music. They're like, you know what? Get a degree, you know, become a teacher so you have something to fall back on. Everybody has their fall back on. There's people that have been in the biz in their career for 30 years because it was a fall back on decision and never did what they were made to do. And when you have that as a, a fallback, you're you you you're never going to be able to. You're always going to fall back and never go forward. Yeah, That's I like. It, it reminds me of the last podcast. If a concern is you know being that business to be sought after and how it's not happening. I, I remember Jeremiah was like, I want to attract good people. But, I, you know, I feel like I'm not that business yet. <laughs> yeah, you want to attract good people, but you might not feel attractive. Right. And that's your job, you know. Uh, the, 
I and mean, I'll tell you, 90% of the people that are out there saying that you can't find good workers is because you don't have a freaking good business. Mm. You, why, why would I want to work for you? You know, you haven't grown your business in 20 years and you're looking for an entry level guy to go do what? You know, where's his career path? So if you're really having a hard time hiring, take a look internally. What does your, what does your business look like? Why would you, anyone want to work there for the first place? So I think part of the hiring problem is that. Um, and, and, and really, like, not doing the safe thing. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people are like, go get a job at the railroad. You benefits, 20 years, you can retire. I know so many miserable people that are working in the union for the railroad as a teacher because, you know, they were told, well, you got to make sure you get benefits and, you know, all that stuff. It's great. You'll have a great life. And they don't. They're, they're, they're tied down. And some people, that is the plan for them. That is fulfilling for them, working for the railroad all the live long day. There's a lot of people that actually get fulfillment in plenty of those careers, and they're perfect for them. But there's so many people that have settled for less because they had something, they, they did their fallback thing. And there's so many people that fail because they actually have something to fall back on. And they're so afraid to actually risk it all and burn the ships that they're like, you know what? That was really hard. Uh, You know what? I'm going to go back to corporate America. And they go back and be miserable and they put in their 20 years and they did never saw their potential and what they could have built. Yeah. Like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah. Sales. That was a tough racket. And he's drinking (laughs) down some alcohol, sitting with his friends at the bar. You know, there's, and that's it. People got to stop making excuses too. They got to stop making excuses uh, and you got to start. And that's another thing that's a problem in our country is people are, have a very hard time with self-reflection. And I see that with uh, people that you hire in business too, especially like if you put somebody on an action plan, you're going to have two outcomes on an action plan, right? When somebody's on an action plan, they're in trouble, right? But the action plan is there if you're doing it right to help them to learn so that they can fail forward, even though they failed, whatever it is that they failed at, the action plan is supposed to right the ship, mm-hmm. but they have to want to steer the ship in the right direction. Right. And if, if, if they have a bad attitude and start blaming and not having personal self-accountability, uh, not um, having good self-reflection through that process, they're most likely going to be terminated. And then they're going to continue to perpetuate that same thing in the next job, in the next job, in the next job. And they wonder why. Why is it so tough? Why is life so tough? Well, because you're just not being tough on yourself like you should be. And if you would and stop being, making these excuses and stuff, then you will get to the other side. But you have to have self-reflection. You have to. And that's something I think Ryan and I have done very well. Uh, and we were taught that. Uh, we were taught that very young, by the way. Our rest, we had a wrestling coach. His name was Tom Rogers. And uh, Tom would always have a little recorder for every match. And he would say all the good that we did and all the bad. And then he would give it to us. But we had to decide whether or not we wanted to listen Mm. and then go back into the drawing board in the wrestling room at 105 degrees and sweating our asses off. And stop dropping your hips. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, uh, and do the drills that we needed to do to 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 win and, and win. Yeah. Win. And, and that's what it, it takes. It takes that kind of a mentality of self-reflection to be able to have the grit to yeah. get to that next level. It's, it's leveling up. 
for all you video gamers out there, you know how to level up guys in your little computer games or whatever. Well, why don't you spend some time leveling, leveling yourself up? You know, if you want to be a better runner, you can show up to the track and just start running, right? But there comes a point where you have to learn how to run. Absolutely. And um, I think that's kind of what you're talking about. Absolutely. Grit is actually not enough. You can be tough. You can have grit. But if you, you have to improve, right? You have to go and find. And you asked a question earlier. You know, the biggest things that happened to me was, was knowledge. Going and reading a book that takes me four hours to read, but somebody's lifetime to figure out. I mean, we have such gifts all over the place, the amount of information and TED Talks and all these little things that we can do. So, you know, the tough times that we had, we didn't just go, oh, this is tough. Let's ride it out. It's like, this is tough. We're going to ride it out. But why is this happening? How can we be better? You know, listening to CDs, listening, reading books, finding a coach, going to seminars. I mean, we've flown all over the country going to seminars. I used to fill up notebooks. Like we were that deprived of, of information for our business that we'd go, it could be the worst speaker in the world and I'd fill up five pages, you know? And the more you're in business and the more you mature, you're now starting to write maybe one or two nuggets. And it's, you know, it's getting more rare that I'm filling up pages um, because we've learned so much. So grit's important, but you also have to surround yourself with people that are going to help you get there. Read the books that are going to help you get there. And, and I love what you said about leveling up, like level yourself up. And that's how you're going to get through stuff. And that's how you're going to make it through the next. You, you don't want to experience the same thing twice. You know, you had the grit to get through that. Hopefully you learned enough to not have that problem once again. But you're going to need that grit and knowledge to get through the next thing. And, and life throws all kinds of curveballs at us. Life threw me a curveball in 2017. And this is the most grittiest thing that I ever had to go through. And all the things that I learned about grit and sacrifice and hard work, all those things were put to the test. Because on September 18th of 2017, my almost seven-year-old son... Uh, ended up just going wet like a noodle, foaming at the mouth with his eyes rolling back in his head, and we did not know what the heck was going on. We had the ambulance there. Before we knew it, we were in Vassar Hospital, and he is having a real rough time, like we were going to lose him. They had to intubate him. Uh, There was a bunch of things that went wrong with that. Then they had to drive him down uh, in an ambulance down to Westchester Medical, and he was in an induced coma for 14 days. And if I didn't have the grit early on to build a business that could operate without me, I would have been in bad shape because I was in that hospital from that day forward till January 1st. We didn't come out of that hospital. And that was probably the hardest thing that anybody can ever go through is the the coming to the the knocking on the door of actually losing a child. And I know many people who have lost children and, you know, people get upset about a guy quitting. I mean, come on, you've lost track of what is really hard and tough in life. You know, anything that we face in business is nothing compared to those things. And I think that that right there, if I didn't go through the things that I went through, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. But in my mind, from the time my son was in that hospital, that first night when we were there, 
It never crossed my mind that he wasn't going to make it. I knew that he was going to make it because Parsons don't quit. And Brogan is a Parsons. And that was it. And now he's doing great. Um, and, and he's still with us. So, you know, you know, let's talk about grit. You know, think of the worst thing that could possibly happen. Picture that in your mind. And then that makes the problems that you're facing seem so minuscule. We make such a big deal at such small things. And I think that that's a big problem in this country too. People need to stop making a big deal out of small things and really think about how good that we all really have it. Yeah, that's, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think, I think that, I think that tells kind of wraps everything up in uh, the best way possible. It's, uh, you know, the biggest takeaway I have from this is um, all of this is leading towards the things that you, your big why, which allows you to be there and be present for things that actually matter. And that's why you go through the things that you go through so that you can be available for both the good things and the times where you really need it. But that's why you build a business that's and that's a, yeah. why you sacrifice for a business because when you have a business and you control your destiny and you have that creativity that you're whatever it is that you're channeling that is your strength and you focus on that thing when unforeseen occurrences befall you you will be able to make it through it because you prepared yourself for it because you had the grit to do it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful job as a host. Yeah, that was so nice. much fun. I love your curiosity. And uh, you got grit. Yeah, um, you're young, in your 20s. You've got multiple businesses, side hustles. You're working while everyone else is sleeping. And at some point, very soon, your friends are going to be looking at you. Oh, must be nice <laughs> having this or that. Meanwhile, you worked your tail off. While they were all doing something else or the bare minimum, you're out there hustling, listening to podcasts, reading books and doing all this stuff, interviewing us and taking it in. Um, so what you're setting yourself up for is unbelievable. And it's because you got grit and you're going for it. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I second that. Appreciate it. I'm appreciate always it. I'm always impressed with your curiosity and your tenaciousness of wanting to learn, and that's it. That's what life is about, and uh, you know, learning gets you to the other side of success. Thank you. I, I don't <laughs> even know. I've I've good I've good uh, I've good role models and good people to look at. So many people at this company that have it that it's like you can't help but think about it. It's almost to the point where if yeah. you don't have it, you're actually going to stand out. Yeah, it's it, it really it is. actually there. There's so many people with grit that if you don't, it, it it actually stands out. And they're good people, and they might do a great job, but it's kind of funny. Yeah, there's no. more people with grit than without it. Yeah, it is, and that's a good thing. That's in building a culture culture of grit, and that's something that you know every person listening can pay forward. Absolutely. You know, if they have it or if they don't have it now, yeah, go after it. Go get it. Go Same. get it. Yeah. Thank you for listening and uh, stay tuned for another episode of Grow with the Bros.